Good evening, my name is Richard, this is Over and Over and Over Again and this is the Arsenal Review. We are back, the World Cup is over, we've forgotten about it already and we're ready to look ahead to the restart of the Premier League, which is what, a week or so away, isn't it? Well, in fact, it is a week, isn't it? Um, a week uh, today, isn't it? We play West Ham. So we're going to obviously look into that game, we're going to look back on the break that we've had, the games that we've played, the Dubai Cup, a little trophy for us, which was nice. Um, we're also going to look at uh, some one or two um, unfortunate incidents in terms of injuries um, as well, which may well affect us. And also look at what possible replacements we might have lined up or that we maybe should be looking at getting lined up in the transfer window, which of course opens in what, just over a week. So, uh, I don't know, two weeks, sorry, isn't it? Till, till January. I'm getting my days mixed up. But anyway, it's going to be a good show. We've got some great guests joining us and it will be all kicking off. The other side of this. Real Martinelli. It's now with Granit Xhaka. Is it going to be the third goal? It is the third goal. Granit Xhaka with it. That's easy. So it is the first um, Arsenal review show for a few weeks because of the break that we've had. It's great to see some familiar faces back on the show again. For, it seems to have been uh, it seems to have been ages since we've spoke, but it is Melvin, of course, as always. How are you doing? Yeah, fine, thanks, Richard. Uh, looking forward to tonight, but also next week. Now, getting closer. It is getting closer. It feels like it's lasted forever this break, but it's yeah. finally going to be over very soon, and we'll be back in uh, what we're all here for, which is basically the, the Premier League. And Steve as well, good to see you. Are you okay? Have you enjoyed your little break away from uh, all things Arsenal? Mate, what can I say? No, I haven't actually. I haven't. It's like my, it's like, like a girlfriend that's gone away for a few weeks on a school holiday and uh, you're sitting there pining. But I was very lucky because I was there on Saturday. I do hope your girlfriends aren't going on school holidays, Steve. Well, no, I, I, I was, yeah, probably the wrong uh, analogy <laughs> that I could have probably said right there. And, uh, yeah, I will we'll, uh, think about what I've just said on the naughty step a little bit later, mate. But, yes, great to be back. Looking forward to week away, mate. Week away, West Ham coming. It's going to be yes. properly, I think. Yeah, it's going to be good to get back into the proper football, as we say. I mean, the World Cup was fun while it lasted. I suppose there was good and bad bits about it, but it's over now. It's all done. We'll forget it very soon and we'll soon be back in the swing of it all. Now, unfortunately, the World Cup break has led to some rather bad news on the injury front for us. I suppose the best place to start is probably with that. I mean, I suppose it seems ironic at Christmas time that Jesus is actually not going to be playing because he's injured, which is a bit unfortunate. Um, I mean, Melvin, obviously, this is going to have a big impact on um, our immediate couple of games, certainly until the January window opens and we can sort something out if we're going to. I mean, is this the blow that we all assume it's going to be? Or do you think at this moment in time, the next couple of games before January, that we're OK to get through that? Or is it going to be quite a serious issue now? It all depends on, I think, one or two of our other players stepping up. I'm getting fit, actually. I mean, I don't know what the situation with Smith Rowe. I know he didn't train for a couple of days last week. No. If if he can play, then I think we've got. I think we'd be fine-ish for a few games with um, him playing on the left and Martinelli playing up front. But I don't think, even if he is fit, 
the manager would do that. I think Arteta would probably stick with Eddie and uh, you know, cross your fingers and uh, pray because that's all we can do, really. I mean, people are saying we're, you know, people are wrong to have a go at him. I'm not having a go. I want him to score five goals every game. Believe me, I do. I just want him to do it. Every time he gets that ball, he's making a run. I want to see him do it. I'm willing him to do it. But I just get, I just, it never happens. It never happens. It's such a shame. I mean, he's, the manager's come out and said he's, he's doing extra work. He's doing, that's fantastic. He's got the right attitude. He mm. might have the right attitude, but if he hasn't got the ability, remember, he's not a 16-year-old or 18-year-old. Was he 23-4 now? Yes, yeah, 24, I, mean, I think he is, yeah. 24. He's, he's, he's not the youngest person in the team. In fact, he's probably the average age of the team, mm. right? At 24, really, is the new 28, isn't it? Really, with footballers yeah. now. Yeah, oh, yeah. So you, you, he, he's had enough chance to learn his game, to be strong enough, to know when to go, to know when to hold the ball up and go into areas and get that first touch great. You know, that first touch is so important in our league. So important. And if he hasn't got that first touch, no matter how fast you are, mate, it ain't going to happen. So that's my worry. I think, however, I, I love Smith Rowe, as you know. And I love mm. to see him playing master. He play him, have a still a fluid book, forward line where they could interchange. I'd like that to happen. But for two reasons. Number one, the question mark about Smith Rowe's fitness. And secondly, I think... Uh, the manager of what he said recently is now these mask these um flags the mask is that the expression what's the mm. expression? is it colors of the mask well done colors of the mask sorry about that he's colors of the mask and um i think we're gonna see eddie up there so i think we will might struggle a bit i know that jesus hasn't been scoring goals but he's been bringing everything else to the game i mean fantastic the mm. link up play he's made martinelli a better player as well so that's what worries me but we'll see how we go I mean, you're right. I, I mean, Jesus hasn't been scoring goals. We know that. He's only got five all season and all of them were up until the Tottenham game, which was months ago. So, um, but that's not, you know, what he brings to the team. Eddie isn't that player. He's not. And that's not Eddie's fault because he's not that type of player, right. is he? And, you know, we don't have anybody else in the squad that is. And it's difficult to find a player like Jesus, I suppose. But, but yeah, I mean, Eddie is, seems likely to me to certainly play against West Ham. And then maybe see what happens in there. If, if he does well, scores a goal or two, then he'll probably keep his place. But if he doesn't, then we'll have to see. And maybe it's our, it's time for Arteta to have to have a rethink. I mean, it's it's a worry, Steve, isn't it? With, um, you know, the, the great run that we were on, the great position that we're in, to suddenly lose a player who's been absolutely instrumental in where we've been in the league. He, he's been he's been the, one of the key changes this season, hasn't he? To where we've gone from being, you know, chasing the top four to now top of the league by five points. And Jesus has been a big part of that, isn't it? So how do we cope without him for what could be three months? Well, I, th I think there's still three things we need to look at when we talk about this. And I, th I think what Jesus and Jinchenko specifically as well brought in is that winning mentality. They have won everything. They, they, they've kind of done it except for the Champions League, obviously, with, with Man City. But... What we've got is this, this winning mentality. Um, I'm not overly worried, if I'm honest with you, at this moment in time, because all of our goals come from elsewhere, OK? But what we need to do, and I'm going to be really provocative here, right, is that if you, you, look, you look at our, our goals, where they come from, they come from all over the end pitch, specifically down the wind with Saka and Martinelli. So, so there is that part. The, 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 and I, I, I've got to, I've got to go, go with Melvin. I just don't think that, you know, Eddie 
unless it's Chelsea, of course, because he has a habit of banging in a, a whole load against Chelsea. And long may that continue. Um, I, I, I don't think that Eddie's the guy. So, yeah, I know he's, he's going to have to dip into the market um, from, from that perspective. Um, and, you know, you've got to look at what's his mindset then? Because, you know, Jesus is an integral part. And as we say, say Melbourne was saying, is, is he can pull he can pull people in and out of... Um, in a, in and out of position, Martinelli. I, I've said I said that you know earlier on in the season potentially we should be looking at him as a striker. I think you know his time will come now. What do we put out on the wing? Do we move Saka over? I would say Reese Nelson, but of course he's gone off with a hamstring injury yeah. as well. So so um, <coughs> there are bless you mate. Um, so there are there, there are those pieces. I worry with the playmaking that goes in. Eddie has got the footballer brain. He's a bit of a Theo Walcott from that perspective. And that's not me being negative towards Eddie. It's like when he's instinctive and running on goal and just hits the ball, then it's going to go in the back of the net. If he has to think about it, if he has to think about where the pass is, that's when it all goes away. And that was obvious again on Saturday. When I, I, was I, think, I think that that's, that's more of a slur on Theo Walcott, if I'm honest, than on Eddie. But anyway. <laughs> I wasn't a big fan of Theo either. Um, so, so no, I think we're going to have to invest. If we are genuinely... Genuinely, genuinely, genuinely going to be, be contenders. Um, if we are genuinely have this plan and we get, we're going to win, we're going to have to um, content, uh, uh, you know, spend spend the money. I know we posted 35 million loss or whatever that happens to be. Um, and all the papers are now saying that we're in, there's two or three candidates that are out there. One of them, for me, I would rather like drag my naked body over glass um, not to have him, which is obviously uh, Cristiano Ronaldo on a short term. Hasn't got the legs for it. Hasn't won't fit into our um, system. The Hoyovic out of um, uh, out of uh, we played them Juventus and Gakpo is the other one that I'm seeing lots and lots and lots of press around. So so I'll let you. We need to buy somebody. We need a <laughs> big bruiser. We need an absolute huge bruiser in there that that can really sort of you know make a big difference and actually beat everybody around because we've got we've got those goal scoring capabilities in and around but we need that player that's going to drag people around it's got a bit of pace yeah well i think from from our perspective as fans i totally agree with you but unfortunately i don't think that sort of player will suit arteta's style you know he's only ever bought one striker since he's been at the club and that is gabriel jesus who's a very very uh, Pacific player, isn't he? He's not uh, a run-of-the-mill kind of striker that there's loads of them on the market, similar players. He's a very specific player. And as he, he's, he's significant to me, he's the only striker that Arteta has bought so far in, in three years, which is unusual because most managers will buy a couple of strikers to give them the firepower to improve the results. But Arteta hasn't. He's done it the other way around. He's bought defenders, he's bought midfield players. Um, and I don't think he's going to buy a Giroud-type striker, if you like, a big strong centre-forward who can hold the ball up, link the play and all that kind of stuff, because that isn't how Arteta wants to play the game. So I think that if we do buy a striker or a forward player, it's going to be a forward player who's maybe more interchangeable. Like Gakpo is probably the most one that stands out to me as would fit the style of the sort of forward that Arteta would want. And I yeah. think he would he would be a good buy if we could get him. I think he's a great player. and He, he did well against us, didn't he, in the Europa League earlier in the season. So, um, And he had a decent enough World Cup, but that's that's my worry is that we don't we're not going to have an awful lot of 
options in the strikers that will fit the way that we want to play the game. And I think that's maybe an issue that we've got. There's, there's only going to be a couple of players that I can see that Arteta would look at and say, yes, he's a player for me. And all the others, as much as we might look at them and fans would think, yeah, I'd love a player like that. I'd love a Giroud-type striker or somebody like that. I just can't see that's not the path I don't think we're going to go down personally. But we'll see. I mean, January's not here yet. But you're right. We, we do need... Now, we needed to buy anyway. We needed to buy more another forward, regardless of whether Jesus was fit or not. We, we can't have one decent striker in the squad. You can't. You'd need to have more. And we needed to buy someone anyway. Hopefully, the one, the only positive that may come from this is that maybe the hand's been forced a little. Maybe we wouldn't have done. And maybe now we have to. So that might end up being the positive that comes out of this in the end, that we're forced into buying somebody that we may not have done. And it's might, as long as it's someone that's going to improve the squad, and can come in now in January and do a job that we need until Jesus is back playing again, which hopefully won't be as long as we fear, then that's going to be a, a positive thing. But I, I worry about the sort of player that we might or might not buy if we're going to buy at all. But we'll have to see. I mean, we can't do anything about it now. Jesus is injured and he's going to have to recover. Yeah. And as you said, Nelson's out, who was another sort of option who's been doing pretty well. And he's now out as well for hopefully not quite as long. Gussie um, for him. Gussie for him. Uh, he's yeah. So well. Yeah, he's come in and done a good job, hasn't he? And it's a shame that he's got injured right now when he would have got probably more opportunities to play because of the injury situation. And it's just a shame for him as well. But these things happen, unfortunately, in football. Let's hope he can recover quickly. But but yeah, I mean, that was, you know, bad timing from our point of view. But I guess the World Cup was always likely to maybe, um, you know, likely injuries from somewhere along the line. Uh, we've got BX going about anyone says, uh, give me Zaha, Savage. Well, Zaha would be good. Um, I don't. I think that ship may have sailed, um, actually. Savage is an option, though, isn't it? Um, I suppose. We'll have to see. Um, and he says there, um, under-the-radar striker is Rebic from Milan. Again, is, is he one that would fit our style of play? That's, I don't know. These are the things that worry me a little bit. Um but we'll have to see. We've got um, Ryan here for the Mr. Arsenal podcast. He says, um, reports um, going around, Jesus is expected to be back playing by the 25th of February. Well, don't say that to Cronky or he won't spend any money because he'll think, oh, we can cope until then. <laughs> Let, let's tell Cronky he's going to be out until May and then he's going to have to buy somebody, isn't he? And then hopefully he will be back in February and it's happy days all around. Um, but we'll have to see. Uh, we've got Adam in the chat as well this evening. How are you doing, Adam? I hope you're well, my friend. Um, so, yeah, I mean, you know, unfortunately, we're going to have to find a way, or Arteta's going to have to find a way. We can't do anything. We're going to have to sit and watch and see what he does. But Arteta's going to have to find a way and the coaching staff to, however long it is, either without us buying anyone until Jesus is fit or until we get someone in who can come in and do the job. We're going to have to find a way to get through the next few games, aren't we, without him. And, and hopefully we've got enough in the squad to be able to do that. But we'll have to see. Um, before we kind of look ahead, we maybe do need to look back at the break. We have played some games, of course, and we did start off um, winning our first trophy of the season, which we're not going to celebrate because we're not Tottenham. But anyway, we did win a trophy. <laughs> I mean, we played quite well in them games. They reminded me a little bit of the pre-season friendlies that we had. Um, look, We sort of looked good, I thought, especially in the first game against Leon, who were not a bad side. And I thought we played really well in that game, didn't we? And then, you know, we wasn't quite so good maybe against Milan, but we got the job done. We won the game um, and won the, the little tournament overall. I mean, what did you make of those two games, Melvin? Because obviously we, we did the Leon game in particular, I thought we played well, didn't we? I thought it was very encouraging, considering mm. we had 
probably what a third or a, a half between a third and a half of our squad not playing. So, I mean, mm. main first twelve, if you like. Yeah. I thought the football was a bit of a carbon copy, which is mm. nice to see. Very, very, you know, on the front foot, playing it quickly. Um, no one looked like really. Oh my God, has he played? Has he got that shirt on? No, it was good. And also, when the kids come on, and I mean kids. Yeah. Let's face it, our first team is only about average age of 23 stroke four. So you're talking about 17, 18 year olds. Mm. And they, to me, looked, I had a chat with a mate of mine afterwards, who's quite critical at times, and he, we slightly disagreed. He thought they were cocky, and I thought they were confident. Nothing wrong with that. A little that. bit of both, maybe. A little bit of both, perhaps. Yeah, yeah. All right, I'll give him that then. All right, fair enough. But I thought for young kids... To play against top, you know, professionals, you know, wear the Arsenal first team shirt, the first team shirt for the first time, and play mm. like that with an air of I can do it, or at least I'm going to try and do it. That's encouraging for the future, not just for this season. I'm talking about going on. Mm. And I tell you something, it's they got. I'll go on to the game on Saturday later. I to spotted something, which I suppose everyone else spotted, obviously, but talk about that but some of the kids that come on are thinking hold on you ain't far off you know another year or two you could be wearing the shirt so mm. i was very pleased to see that very pleased to see we're playing it the same type of way so it, it seems like it's like going through the club now now we play there's a definite mm. definite um way to the arsenal way or the arteta way if you like so that's good to see so it, it, i mean we've had times in the past where we've played Four or five players that aren't first teamers and look very disjointed, and it and it brings the other players down. This didn't, so yeah, I thought it was great. I really enjoyed watching. Actually, I I enjoyed watching all three games. I really did. Even Saturdays, we will talk about that later. But I did enjoy that one as well. Someone said it was boring as now, but no, I enjoyed it for various reasons. I really enjoyed that game, apart from the goals, obviously. I mean, I, I think that um, it, I think because. Arsenal's been taken away from us for a few weeks. It was nice to see the games being played and get some games. What we can watch some games, and that, that was that was a good thing. Especially, I, I mean, I did enjoy the, the Dubai games. Actually, I thought you know they they were as you said, it was good to see some of them young players coming on and you know catching the eye because they did. And yeah, yeah, maybe they were a little bit cocky. Maybe they were a little bit you know they they looked perhaps a little bit. But that's not a bad thing, is it? You, you don't want your youngsters to come on and be timid and, and frightened and they wasn't they came they came into the game and wanted to play and were confident and that's a good sign for the future isn't it hopefully they will and and you're right i mean it goes back to the herbert chapman days almost doesn't it when he used to get all the club to play the same system so that when they had to play in the first team they were ready to come in and play and that's almost what we seem like we're trying to do now you know we've we've played Murtasaka at the academy and maybe we're trying to join them all together and make them all play in the same system. And that makes sense because then if they do come through into the first team and have to play in the first team, at least they'll understand what's required in the system that they've got to play as opposed to just, you know, sometimes young players come in and they, they're not sure whether to play their own game or, that they, you know, whatever they're doing. So I think that's that's going to hopefully be a positive in the future. And I say I got a lot of good things from those young players in particular. I thought they, they looked, some of them looked, yeah, like you said, probably not far off being ready. Maybe not quite ready yet for the position that we're in. Yeah. Challenging at the moment, challenging at the top of the table. Um, but yeah, they certainly look as though they're not far off 
being able to play at that level and maybe a loan or so for some of them to get them experience might well be the, the way forward for some of for some of those players perhaps we'll see but i mean steve what did you make of that dubai coupling because obviously you know we got two good wins against you know decent enough opposition it wasn't they wasn't you know terrible teams that we expected to win they were competitive teams and it was good for us to win both games pretty well i thought we played pretty well didn't we in both of them really i think there's nothing wrong with swagger like yeah. I, I think there's nothing wrong with swagger in a team there's nothing wrong with oh, as long as it's not petulance you know as long as it's not mm. rude and it's you know there's swagger though you know you're representing arsenal like i would be you know if i was a teenager and i was wearing that shirt and got yeah you know, professional i'd be like mate I'd, I'd, my head would be so big you wouldn't be able to get me in the bloody um dressing room but i think you know what it, what it gave me you know like i, I thought it's i thought it's disgraceful actually that the, the prices we at the pay to actually watch it so yeah, what, yeah, what yeah. Yeah. um and that's another thing you know it's another thing for another day i don't want to get too moany today but it's it, 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 as you say, you can see a system in place now. You can see the way that they're playing. You can see the ethos is starting mm. when they're young, when they're right in there and they're playing the way that we want to see as fans. Um, and, you know, I'm watching two or three of these guys and, and like, you know, the, the Patinos of this world, as you know, there's just talent there. Um, mm. But they want to be in, like, you know, Grimsby on a winter's evening trying to play their hearts out and actually see if the swaggers you know then when it's minus three or whatever in, in a really horrible pitch that you know it's got more rocks and it's got grass and, and that's what these kids need and that's what they need to actually bring them forward but uh, you know mm. we're, 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 we've got this it, it just seems to be we've got like six or seven really really good quality players coming through and mm. you know what we'll pick up on melvin's point about eddie you know being at that age and and where he should be and this is going to sound really ruthless and quite horrible, and I can't believe I'm going to say it, but, you know, it's also a revenue stream for us because if they're not quite good enough to be as part of our team, but they're good enough to be somewhere else, then they're great for them for their careers and for the money because, you know, these of guys... Of course, are- yeah, yeah. But it's I mean, also- that's, that's exactly what the academy system should be. It should be about trying to produce players for our first team, but also produce players that are good enough to play at first teams elsewhere and become professional footballers at the top level. That's what the academy system should be about as well. I mean, yes, we want to, we, we love it when our players come through into the first team, don't we? Um, but if they go on and have successful careers outside of Arsenal, then the academy's done its job, as far as I'm concerned, it's done its job right because it's producing players that can play at that level. It's, and it's the same argument over Martinelli, isn't it? You know, I'm sure, yeah. I'm sure we would have wanted to, uh, not Martinelli, um, sorry, Martinez. That I've, I've seen Twitter's oh, going on now. You know, it, yeah, we're all idiots. You know, Arsenal. What the hell do they know? Well, he, he wasn't. He I mean, by the way, respect to him for for that that final save, in the World oh. Cup final. Oh, oh my lord! Uh, and you know, but he ain't been playing that well for Aston Villa. In fairness, right? You know, Aston Villa's not had a particularly good. But Aston time. Villa aren't playing that well, are they? That's the difference, no. maybe as well. They should have given him Messi's ten shirt to wear. After that game, after that game. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that was, uh, but, yeah. but look, you know, we're in the middle of COVID. We're in the middle of lockdown. We had a really good offer for him, right? Mm. You know, and we took the money. And, and yeah. why not? Yeah, no, no, we yeah. had to. Um, you know, well, we, we had to do that. So, so you know, yeah, I, I, and that's the same with these academy players. Some of them aren't going to make the grade. They're not going to be good enough to do it. <laughs> but they will be good enough to play football professionally, you know. Yeah. So it's a good revenue stream. And I think as an organisation, we've picked that up all the way through. And so I don't mind, Melvin, I don't mind swagger. I don't mind um, not being cocky, but, you know, having, because you need a bit of arrogance. Uh, and to me, the, the ultimate in arrogance was in <laughs> a 
laughing his head off when they scored that goal against us and then crying his eyes out when he lost the uh, World Cup. So, you know, you know, calm as a um, female in high heels, I think is the term. But that, that no, so going back to it, we've got some great, great, great talent coming through. It's great to see that, you know, the, the formational football that we play, those little triangles swapping side by mm. side. I want it, I just want it faster. Just, just faster. Just keep moving. Um, but then, and then, you know, the, the other part of it, of course, is, um, you know, there's the revenue stream that sits behind it for that quite make, make great sake. So all good for all of us. Yeah, no, exactly. I'm saying that's, for me, that's what, a, that's what a club's a successful academy is, isn't it? It's about yeah. being able to, say, players who can play at that top level, whether it's for us or elsewhere. That doesn't, that's not the ultimate aim, is it? The ultimate aim is that they, they turn into, you know, long-term professional footballers at the the highest level that they can possibly be and if it's with us even better yeah. um but no you're right absolutely and i say if, if, if they're not good enough for us or they don't make it with us we can sell them on and make money on them yeah exactly that's that's a successful uh that's exactly what a successful uh, youth career is isn't it so um let's hope so uh we've got loki in the chat hey, loki hope you are doing well good to see you again hope you've enjoyed the world cup break or chance to recharge the batteries or whatever, you want to, whatever you've done during the world cup um BX Gunner 81 says, uh, you have to imagine uh, Balogun is left feeling gutted knowing he could have easily uh, went to this World Cup with USA. He'll be the <laughs> next big thing if all goes well. Potentially. I mean, we'll have to see how he develops. He's doing pretty well this season on loan. So let's hope that that continues. But um, it's, it's, it's that sort of transition sometimes, isn't it? You know, we've had a few players that have gone out on loan and done well and they've never quite made it when they've come back and others have done. So, you know, we'll have to wait and see what happens with Balogun. He's got potential, as indeed as some of the others, but let's see what happens. I mean, at the minute, I think he's doing the right thing where he is. He's getting football, he's playing, scoring goals and that's what he needs to do. And hopefully he'll be ready to come back to Arsenal and, and get into the team maybe next season. We'll see. But um, I think the problem could be maybe the the, the the club and the team now are going to maybe progress, hopefully, from here quicker than some of these younger players are going to be able to progress to keep up, if you see what I mean. And maybe Balogun might be one of those. Because it's, it's all very well in the last couple of years where we've been 6th, 7th, 8th in the league. But when you're trying to get 1-2 in the league, it's a little bit different, isn't it? Channing in the Champions League, the quality of player that you need is higher. And some think, of those young players are going to fall away when we get... It happened before, you know, when, when when we were challenging previous in previous sort of eras. It's been the same thing, hasn't it? Some of the young players fall away because they're not quite going to be at that level at the, that the club are moving at. So we'll have to see. I mean, maybe Balogun will be. We don't know yet. I think it's still a bit early to, to judge him particularly. We'll have to see. He's, he's had one or two little opportunities. hasn't really done it so far with us, but he's needed to go out and play. And that's what he's doing. So... Let's hope that, yeah, he, he may well be the next one. We'll wait, we'll wait and see. I'm still not 100% convinced by him, but um, I want to give him a chance and see. But, yeah, it's not really helping us at this moment, though, is it, when we do need a striker that can come in now and hit the ground running in January, which is what we're going to need. Um, but we'll have to see. But, no, I mean, overall, the, the Dubai Cup was, was a good was a good opportunity for, say, these young players, and it was a good opportunity for the ones that hadn't gone to the World Cup to play some... Uh, I wouldn't call it competitive football, but playing some decent level football and get some games under their belt. And, uh, you know, that, that was good for them as well. You know, players like Martin Erdegaard and, you know, the other ones that wasn't at the World Cup. So it was good for them as well. And I say positive results um, and a nice little nice little new shiny trophy that we can, you know, we brought home with us as well, which is always nice, isn't it? Even if it doesn't mean much. It's, uh, we won the treble, mate. So we won the treble. 
They've started that for a long time. Before, before we, we even started. <laughs> yeah. We won more trophies than Harry Kane in, in, the, in the World Cup than, uh, than yeah. he's won his whole career. But anyway, yeah. um, <laughs> we don't want to go down that road. They'll, they'll bring out the Audi Cup, won't they, if we, if we talk too much about some... Best, yeah, best, best pitch of the... Um... Best pitch of the league or whatever it was last season. That was their old favourite. Yeah. Right, it's like England at the World Cup. We got the fair play award, didn't we? So you know, it, yeah. we're absolutely terrible at everything else, but we won the fair play award. So that's yeah, good, isn't it? Well we, brought, we brought something home, didn't we? So well done. We did bring it home, but not what we wanted. We brought something disappointment. Yeah, yeah well, yeah, we always bring that home, don't we? Unfortunately. Um, so yeah, the Dubai Cup was a good experience. I say a few players got got minutes. We got some wins and stuff like that, and then. We had our final warm-up game, of course, uh, at the weekend at the Emirates, which um, I know you was at, wasn't you, Steve? Did you go to yeah. that Melbourne or did you not? No, I didn't go. No, you didn't go. Seven um, people there, I think. I was one of them. Yeah, was a... yeah it, it did look a bit sparse, but anyway, what do you expect when it's just before Christmas, freezing cold, and yeah. the time you're good to watch your friendly. But anyway, that's a different story. But we will talk about the game. Obviously, the, the result didn't quite go as we hoped. Um, we wanted to get a clean sweep in in the friendlies and we didn't quite manage it but um again maybe some positives as well to come from that game so yeah, of course it did end in a in a 2-0 defeat um, although we did score both the goals which is quite unusual isn't it um for a game that you lose but anyway <laughs> you know yeah very very strange game in that in that kind of way i mean we, i thought what i saw i didn't watch the game live i watched highlights um, and what I saw, you know, we seemed to play okay, actually. We, we probably didn't deserve to lose, but that sometimes that's what football does. I mean, Melvin, you know, you said you enjoyed the game. What was it particularly about it that you enjoyed? Obviously, not the result. I thought the first half we were outstanding. Apart, yes. yeah, we played well, the, yeah. apart from the cutting edge. There was no cutting edge at all. No. All right, we were out. And you've got to take it that we were out without Saka, without Martinelli, without Jesus. Mm. So, fair enough. But... You would have hoped to have had a little bit more cutting edge. There was nothing there at all. I mean, we murdered them. I thought the football we played first half was outstanding. Second half, we were probably 50-50 with them on football. They, they, they took over the game a little bit more than obviously. They could have got worse in the first half. They had, I think, not even a, a header or a shot on goal. It was a cross and they scored enough. You know, they got their goal from an own goal that we put in. So I don't even have any shots on target first half or try to but I thought it was terrific. I really I thought that first half that was a positive. We played like a team. It was the one touches and the movement was fantastic to watch. Mm. You know, if you if you if you didn't know the score, you'd have gone away thinking, oh, that was a great game. Second half, we didn't play as well, a bit frustrating that we came in one nil down. And then we just were kept knocking on the door. We got a couple of chances that we should have done. I mean, in the first half, Eddie managed to hit the post. When he had the whole goal to shoot, which I thought was a great shot. I mean, if he managed, if he wanted to do that, good luck to him. But the idea is not to do that. Yeah. So that, that is, I mean, all that about he doesn't hold up players as well as Jesus and all that's fine. But if you get in that position, that's I don't mind taking all that away from Eddie. Don't do any of that. Just score a goal, hmm. and that yeah. get a couple of good chances, and he didn't do it. And also, I know we've I've seen it, said it before. Odegaard, very good player. Don't get me wrong. But sometimes he seems to panic in front of the goal when he shoots. He's got so many shots. And mm. yet, I thought our best player, perhaps, perhaps I'm looking at watching a different game, I thought Vieira was our best player because I saw something in him. I saw him. No, all right, fair enough. All right. Well, go, okay, okay. I like watching him when he, he sees movement of players. He puts the ball through. 
that even Odegaard can't do. He will, given a fair run, given a fair run, he will make more goals than Odegaard from a similar position. I thought he was, you know, I thought, I thought he had a very good game. Yeah, he's lightweight. He's got to learn to use his body a bit and get brought up a bit more. Yeah. But I like what I saw with him. His vision is fantastic. And the real plus for me was that kid they brought on. Was it 25 minutes to go? The, the left winger. Dubry. Yeah, double-barreled name. Double-barreled, yeah, double-barreled. Yeah. Like that tease is double-barreled, isn't it? I mean, I, it was unbelievable. I thought he, he, he was so strong. And he was taking on a big, big right back. He was, And he was just knocking him out of the way. And he had all the skills, all the confidence. And I thought, and he's, he's very, very fast as well. I mean, if this kid can just put up a couple of notches in the next year or two, he'll be knocking on that door. Don't worry about that. He will definitely be knocking on the door. Cozier, it's Cozier Dubry. And I'm sure. That's it. That's it. I'm sure it's something to do with um, the old Chelsea defender. Mm. Yeah. Michael Dubry, yeah. yeah. Well, that's, the, that's the youngest thing we've got from Chelsea in years, then, isn't it? If that's the case. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, I, I, I just loved watching him play. I just I thought it was, every time he got, he wanted the ball, every time he got it, mm. he was moving. In, he was showing people where he wanted it. It was like he was playing to the reserves when he wasn't. He was playing the first team, but he had the confidence and the gala. I just I want to see a lot more of him. Obviously, this year they ain't going to happen because we're, we're we're playing for, we're playing for big stakes this year, and I don't yeah. want it to happen. But exactly. a year or two's time, I tell you what, he could be he could be another little nugget there. Yeah, so that's what I saw yeah. from the game. And my brother's in the chat. What's he saying? He is. He says, uh, Warren says, um, Southgate is staying on um, as he knows that no one else will have him. <laughs> well, yeah, he's probably got a point there. I don't know. I think someone like Southampton or a club like that would maybe be interested in, in him. All our troubles are over, boys. Southgate's with us for at least another two he's years. For another two years, yeah. I mean, I suppose the, the issue with that is, I know it's like a different topic, but, you know, I, I just feel as though there isn't really anybody right at this moment to come and step in and take over. That's probably why, you know, I think my, my choice would be Eddie Howe, actually, but he's not going to leave Newcastle at this moment, is he? So that would well, Now, in a couple of years. Yeah, in a couple of years. In a couple of years, exactly. Newcastle situation would have changed. Eddie Howe's time might be up and then he'd be ready to step in for England. So maybe it's, it's, yeah. it's probably not a bad thing for England right now because Southgate's got an OK record at tournaments, getting us further into tournaments than maybe we're used to. Yes, we are, we're underperforming still, I think, with what we've got. But, you know, we, we, the football's not great. But maybe in the circumstances, it perhaps could end up being a, the right decision if we can get the right man in two years' time rather than getting an interim. I don't know, Richard. I'm not sure what's going to happen first. England to win a tournament or Southgate to smile. I haven't decided <laughs> Well, probably both would happen at the same time if he was still the manager, I would have thought. But you know. I don't think he'll even smile if we win something. No, maybe not. I don't know. But the team kind of play like that, I don't know. They seem to play like it's a joyless football a lot of the time. I mean, to be fair, I thought against France we played quite well. But anyway, yeah, we did. Um, yeah, that that's for another day. But no, but no, I mean, I think Southgate is at this moment in time. Keeping where he is, I don't think it's going to make a lot of difference because we can't get the right one that we want or the best one that should be there. We probably won't get him now anyway. So, um, what's the alternatives? I don't know. Not too many, really. Graham Potter's not going to go to England when he's only just took over at Chelsea, even though they'll probably sack him. The yeah, end of the season. He ain't there long. He's not there. He probably won't be there long. I'll probably get rid of him at the end of the season. So, but anyway. I hope he ain't got a long mortgage, a big mortgage. <laughs> no. Well, no, they've got a revolving door at Chelsea, haven't they? The manager's office, so it's fine. You'll be in and out, I would have thought. But, but yeah, I mean, obviously, um, no, I, I agree with what you said, Melvin. Yeah, th th some of the young players, again, are looking good. And, yeah, it's what we said before, isn't it? As the, as the club's ambitions, hopefully, are growing, which is what we're, we're hoping that they are, 
then the young players maybe aren't going to get the same opportunities. If we're in the Champions League next season, we're not going to be maybe be able to play as many young players in the group games because we're going to want to make sure that we do well in a competition and get through the group. So I think that's maybe it might not help the development of some of these young players at Arsenal. They might have to go out on loan, um, which, which is fine because it's worked for others, hasn't it? But I think that's maybe... I don't think we're going to see maybe the, the situation that we have with Saka and Smith-Rowe coming into the first team at sort of 18, 17, because at, at that time, the club was in a little bit of a transitional period and they maybe got the opportunities because of the situation at the club where is it going forward I'm not sure that's going to be the case well hopefully it won't be the case for the next few years anyway because I hope that we're on the up now and you know we're going to be going um, challenging for that as you said challenging for the bigger honours which is what we want to be doing so um, we'll have to see sort of how that works out I mean obviously Steve you're, you're at the game on, on Saturday um, just, yeah the make of it there, there, were, there were two or three things. Actually, do you know who I think... You know, you talked. To, we were talk, I was talking earlier about that fast-moving, um, big striker. Um, Keane, uh, Moises Keane, was... Mate, he was unbelievably fast. Really intelligent, actually, with his football play, if I'm honest with you. Really knew what he was doing. Gabriel had a real problem. It was like mm. uh, St. Maxima. It reminded me of um, St. Maxima, but actually could keep the ball. For more than three hundred yards, no, 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 no. Then they brought on so he, he, yeah, so so him and Gabriel were, were at each other all night, like literally they, they were they were like really and they were smashing into each other. And he was going through Gabriel, and people don't do that that often with him. He's a big lad, but he was having real problems, total handful climbing over each other the whole lot. So it's a real good tussle between them, and I, I genuinely think he'd be awesome, like as that. That that player that um, well, I talk about, but then I'm not um, the manager, so that's never. What's their right. situation, Steve? About financial, they in problem? They got it's problems, in, they? Yeah, they've been real oh, problems. Mm. Yeah, they, all the um, management team have walked out, and they, and, and if the mm. Juventus has happened to Juventus before. Mm. Which is why the, I don't think it's a too far. Yeah, the Vahojevic, um, Vlahojevic, whatever his name is. Uh, I don't think that's actually. Um, you know, out of the realms of possibility. I, I, I heard, uh, by the way, just again, transitioning off, and it's more a social extra one, but I heard a great one today. I read a great headline. Um, Locatelli to Arsenal, right? So we've heard that a few times. Arsenal, apparently, we're lining up a swap deal, guys, just so you know. Right. Tom, Thomas Party and uh, Granite Jacker for Locatelli. That's that's what I'm hearing. Um no. So, so yeah, it was, honestly, I was wet myself laughing. But I want to just pick up on the point on Vieira. And you're absolutely right, Mel Melvin. He was absolutely amazing going forward. He's just his ball. The, the way he's spraying the balls around, all the little um, you know nutmegs, the whole lot. And there was there was like one at towards the very end. He did this like little flip back on everybody, and like everybody's all over. There's no real problems. He could not be bothered to track back though. This no. is why he, he, he yeah, just, yeah. and that was half of the problem. Half the you should have seen. I was watching him. And I was I was there with Luke, and Luke turned around and said, um, "Luke turned around and said he just looked at me. He said he can't be bothered watching." And we watch it. I was I, there's a load of players just can't be bothered throwing back. And so what was happening is the uh, that all uh, across the back we were getting stretched. So you got Ben White bombing up. You've got um, you've got uh, what's his name. Uh, uh, Sort of Vieira bombing up, and then you've got um, you know just just a, cu a couple of guys behind at the back. Um, oh God, what's his name? Holding, holding. holding. Yeah, you got holding with two with two players on him. So holding was having a mare trying trying to try and go one with the other. Vieira just couldn't be bothered to track back. 
So, um, I mean, you could say, man, say Ben White should have been there and all that, but, but you know, you, you've got to track what Saka does really, really well is he'll always track back. Same with Martinelli. Now, Martinelli's probably better at it than Saka is. Um, yeah. so, so, Melvin, I've got to agree with you. Going forward, the guy's visionary. So, don't put him out in the wing, put up in the mid, move him into the midfield. You've got to move him into the midfield. Well, I, the trouble is, Richard, you say that, but I could only see part of it because half my monitor wasn't working on Saturday. Oh, mate. Oh, yeah. So, <laughs> I can see when we're kicking forward. I can see when we're defending. Yeah, so he won't defend it. I agree well. with you. No, I do agree. He doesn't. He's not He's not the type of player physically to do it either, is he? Yeah. He's not. It's not his game, no, is it? He's not. It's not his game, no. That's right. So he's got to find somewhere different uh, within on the field. And who he's, he's got he's got a little bit of an Urzil vibe about him in that sense, hasn't he? Maybe yeah. very. He's got a good vision, good left foot, but he doesn't maybe want to do the dirty stuff yeah. very much. And he's maybe got a little bit of Urzil about him. But let's hope that Arteta can maybe bang that out of him quickly and concentrate on making sure that he can do the job he's there to do. Which in yeah. this team, in this system, isn't. Like not tracking back, is it? You, you've got to do that job. You've got to do that work because that's what's required, haven't you? And if he's not going to do it, he's not going to get picked. And that's maybe why he hasn't got picked as much. Well, so you, stop, far. you stop Ben White going forward. Yeah. yeah, you, stop yeah. Ben, you, you stop Ben White moving forward. So that's that's kind of covered um, since we've been there. Um, but I think you're right. Uh, it was sloppy defending. Granite Xhaka obviously scored the first goal. Really, really sloppy defending at totally the wrong time, right at the end of the year. Right half time, yeah. Can't, can't yeah. believe that went in. Um, yeah, sorry, Adams just made a good point as the uh, coins uh, Keen still on loan from Everton. Yeah, he said, yeah, Keen still. On. I didn't, I didn't realise he was he was on loan actually, but yeah, maybe, maybe he is. Adam says also, he says, it sounds legit that um, Locatelli rumor. Yeah, it does sound properly. Yeah, hundred percent legit that one. Um, but it's um. But but you know so so again the play the speed Tierney I thought played really well getting across yeah. the pitch great to see him back uh, and it started off quite slow I have to say it started off quite slow the game and then bang they they'll put the afterburners on and the way that we played the move the ball and the switch and they couldn't handle us but I've got to hand it to the um, Juve defence absolutely rock solid absolutely rock solid really hard to break down. And Eddie didn't have that finishing. I mean, he had the ball in the back of the net a couple of times or offside. Um, you know, he hit, the, he hit the post. Uh, th- there was just something not quite a week. You know, it was like going back a year and a half, two years. You know, it was watching it. It was just like, oh, my God, we just kicked the ball in the back of the net. Odegaard, for some reason, uh, again, Melvin said it, or uh, I can't decide who it or it might be you, Rich. Um, Odegaard, for some reason, doesn't want to doesn't want to kick the ball. Like, you know, uh, uh, it's great passing, great pulling defenders around, doing all, all the good stuff. And his work rate is next level. But... When you're in front of goal, just put your laces through it. You know, just not with his right foot. He won't, Steve. He won't do it with his right foot. Yeah. So he's going to do it with his left foot. So you know, it's not. Well, it's not you won't get the chance. Well, sometimes you get that one chance in the box to shoot. Yeah. Yeah. You don't take it. You suddenly start putting it on your left foot. They're on you, mate. And that's it over. Yeah. It's what Saka's learned well, hasn't he? Because Saka used to do that all the time, didn't he? He'd always cut yes. back onto his left foot. Whereas now he will take an effort with his right, won't he? If, if it's there. He scored a couple of good goals with his right foot. And that's what Erdogan's going to have to learn quickly, isn't he? That's, you don't get yeah. the time in the Premier League to take that extra touch often, unless that first touch is excellent to get it back onto your left foot. But yeah. the defenders read it so easily now, don't they? Because they know that's what you're going to do. So you've got to sometimes do something different to, you know, to be able to get that opportunity. And yeah, he's, he's got to learn that. I say Saka's learned it well in the last year or so, a couple of years, hasn't he? So that's how Saka's goals have gone up, his goal output, because he's now able to 
you know, score with his right foot as well, and he's taking shots on with his right foot more, and that's what Erdogan's going to have to do. But, but yeah, I mean, it's I suppose because you know these are young players we're talking about, aren't we? They're not they're not 25, 26 years old. These, they're, you know, they're sort of twenty three, aren't they? They're still quite young and learning, and they're going to get better hopefully. And I'm sure Erdogan will add that to his game as he progresses through the next couple of years, hopefully, because he needs to. You're right, absolutely, because we can't. Um, like I said, you, you don't get those second chances often, do you? You just don't. If you don't take it when you can, it's gone. You're cracking it. up a bit, Richard. I don't know if it's me or your side. You're, you're... Must be you, Mel, because he's perfectly fine with me, mate. All right, it's me. Get me going. Maybe, maybe it's because of the, the maybe the snow's gone now, so it's affected your internet now. Now, now the snow's disappeared. Um, but but yes, yeah, so, I mean, it's difficult to feel overly sort of positive when we've lost the game, I suppose. But, yeah, there were positives in it from what I saw. So I didn't watch the whole game. I've, I've watched sort of extended highlights. So, um, But, yeah, I mean, we played well at times. We, Yeah, Eddie had some chances. He, he could have done better with one or two, <laughs> I think we know. Um, and, yeah, we ended up losing the game. But the good thing is the result in that particular game wasn't really important because it was a friendly and it didn't matter too much and there were more positives perhaps than negatives to come out of it in the end really wasn't there overall so that's what we need to to focus on and look look to um to to build on obviously you know there's still big players missing as as melvin said you know all our regular front three wasn't playing so of course it's going to have an effect on our chances that we create the goals that we might score so um but uh, we don't know how ready um, some of those players are going to be for Boxing Day yet, do we? Because, you know, some of them are just back from the World Cup. They've not played football since. I mean, yeah, they shouldn't be, they should still be in the flow because they've been playing at the World Cup. They, you know, Saka played a lot of minutes at the World Cup. Martinelli, not so much, but they would have been training every day. So not exactly going to be out of shape and unfit. They're going to be ready to play, hopefully. And they can come in on Boxing Day um, and hit the ground running. But we'll have to see. I mean, um, obviously, the, the, the friendlies are out of the way. All the preparations nearly done. Another week of training to come, but we are back at it, of course, this weekend. Well, next Monday, a week today, we'll be playing almost this time, isn't it? Actually, it would be half time, won't it? This time, next half week. time. I'm just going to get a pint. Yeah, it'll be half. It'll be half time at the Emirates this time next week when we're playing West Ham. <laughs> Now, usually when we've got a game coming up, I like to look at the current form of the other team and all these kind of things that, to me, seem quite important. But with the break that we've had, it almost doesn't seem relevant that West Ham lost their last three games before the break because it was such a long time ago that it almost seems like it's a different season. So um, I think it, it feels a little bit to me like we're starting from scratch almost. Starting almost like starting a new season. We're not, but that's what it's going to feel like, isn't it? You, you know, we don't almost know what to expect from our team. Yes, we've seen some of the friendlies, but a lot of players missing. You know, West Ham have, have won two and drawn one of their three friendlies, but again, they've had players missing. They've not played their full strength team, if you like. So it's very difficult, isn't it, Melvin, to really judge what to expect from this game, isn't it? Because are we going to carry on where we left off? Is the break going to affect us? Obviously, Jesus isn't playing, which we know is a, a big miss. Um, and West Ham, as this revitalised them, because they were struggling before the break. Yeah, they were struggling big time. One what was quite strange, the two gaps we've had football-wise, the first one was COVID. The last game was home to West Ham. Yeah, that's right. The first game we're playing now is home to West Ham. It's a bit weird, though, isn't it? Yeah, it is weird, yeah. Yeah, it's almost like a good book into it, though, isn't it? Maybe, maybe there'll be no more yeah. breaks now after this. Probably, hopefully. 
Um, no, I think uh, it's going to be difficult. It's West Ham, you know, they bring a lot of supporters. Mm. The crowd, the, the West Ham supporters love them, even if they're not doing well, especially away from home. Yeah. But at London grounds, they sound even louder because they hate, well, not hate is the wrong word. They're very, they want to win. Let's put it this way. Boisterous. Very boisterous. Yeah. And they, yeah. you know, they, they'd love to win at the Emirates, wouldn't they? Yeah, of course. They'd love to win. And I think that really, we've got to really go for it. We've got to be at our top. We can't say, oh, look, we're in our division. And they look like a relegation team before the break. And we look like a champion winning team before the break. But that's mm. got nothing to do with when we kick off on next Monday night. Got no. nothing to do with it. It's how mentally we are, how mentally fit we are for what we're doing. We're up for it mentally, physically. We know what we're doing. And it's going to be difficult with our Jesus, but we should have enough. We should. If we're serious about challenging for the, the title and being in the top two, three, we we should be good enough, even with the break, because both teams have had a break. Hmm. And our, our lot have been playing even more than the other lot, because we had quite a few on international duty playing at a higher level than the others, right? Hmm. So we should be good enough to beat them. And if we don't beat them, I don't want no excuses about, well, we've had this one out and that one out and we haven't played for a few weeks. No. The job of the manager is to get us ready for next Monday night and he's got to do that. And the players have got responsibility as well. So no excuses. I, I don't think it is a formality because no. I've been to these games before. I've been to so many of these type of games before where it's to turn up. You don't turn up in any game. But I just think we've got to do it. We've just got to be so focused. And this is one of the times, not only half times, when I say it, this is when the manager's got to earn his call. You know, mm. he's got to really say, right, this is it. And I know he probably does what he does. You know, we've, we've seen it from the Netflix thing. And he's got to do it even more now. Sit them all down. Right, this is it. This is, we're going to go again. We're starting again. Let's just carry on where we are and let's go. And hopefully, because I've seen, I've seen us play West Ham at home so many times. When we were hiring, we're nine times out of ten, when we play West Ham at home, we're higher in the league, hmm. but considerably sometimes. And I've seen us get beat by West Ham at home. I've seen us draw games that we were lucky to draw at home with West Ham. So, you know, it, it makes no difference. It's a derby, which makes it different. So, yeah. yes, I expect us to win because I believe we're good enough. But the back of my mind, I've got that worry that I've seen it all before. So this is a very big game. Hmm. I mean, people were saying before we broke up, well, you mustn't lose just before we break up. I thought, yeah, that's true. But the first one we kick off with is so important as well. Keep the momentum going mentally and keep it going. Just keep it going. All of a sudden, we beat West Ham. I don't, I don't care who they are. You beat West Ham and all of a sudden, another game gets chalked off. It's a long way to go. I know, loads of like Another long gets chalked off. And, one of, and you've beaten West Ham and one team might drop a point or two or two points or three. Mm. All of a sudden, the people go, oh, bloody hell, didn't expect that. And it just goes on, it breathes, and it goes on and on. And all of a sudden, it gets to a point where it's Arsenal's to lose. It ain't Arsenal's to lose at the moment, it's too far to go. No. It could get to that point. We win against West Ham. We've got Brighton away, is it New Year's Eve or New Year's Day? New Year's Day, I'm New sorry. Year. And we've got uh, Newcastle. Mm. We continue our run for those three games. All of a sudden... We can take a deep. We can just relax a little bit, not on the field, but just because we're all uptight now. I'm very uptight for this game against mm. West Ham. I don't want to be, but I am. Mm. No, no. So we get I agree. those three games. We can go 
four, right, we've done a good job here. Let's let's just move on. Is had we played West Ham uh, straight after we played Wolves in our last game, I think every everyone would have been one hundred percent confident we'd win because they were losing yeah. games, we were on a roll. And it was a given that we'd win that game. And we do have a good record at home against West Ham in recent years, actually. But I think we won the last seven we played at the Emirates against them. But, but I would have, I was, I would have been one hundred percent confident without a second thought that we would have won the game if we'd played them in November the week after Wolves. But now it's impossible for me. It's impossible to judge because we don't know what what frame of mind we're going to be in. We don't know what frame of mind West Ham are in. There's no current form to go off. It's very, very up in here. And I agree. I think this is potentially one of our big, the biggest games that we'll play this season. Because I think if we win, as you say, Melvin, then, you know, we've got two difficult games coming up because Brighton away, the Brighton have been a bit of a bogey team for us yeah. in recent years. Newcastle, we've seen what form they were in. You know, I know we're at home, which is, you know, is better, but that's going to be a tough game as well. But if we beat West Ham, that's going to give us the momentum to go into them other two tough games on a high was if we if we was to lose to West Ham, let's just say, then suddenly everybody's flat and those two games suddenly become really, really tough then, don't they? And yeah. it could swing and say three defeats or dropping points in three games straight after the break would could really dismantle the whole season. So I think this game against West Ham is so important, really, really important for how we go forward in the rest of the season almost. I know it seems crazy, like you said, Melvin, we've got twenty four games in the in the in the Premier League still to play, plus the Europa League games to come as well. The FA Cup starting soon and stuff like that. But yeah, it, it's it, I think this game's massive, actually, really, really important that you know that we win. And if we do, it's, it could really set us on another roll again. I mean, Steve, are you kind of a bit worried about what this game might bring because it's so difficult to predict, isn't it? Well, I see, I see a couple of things here. I'm not, I'm not quite as bar humbug as you two. Um, <laughs> uh, so I we. If you look at the majority of our squad, actually didn't go to the World Cup, yeah. Um, and the ones that did go to the World Cup didn't really get as many games. Like you know, Sleever didn't play, Ramsdale mm -hmm. hasn't played. Um, and what we have actually started to see is, I think he's been very shrewd and very wise with all of the, um, the warm weather tra training out in Dubai, doing the Dubai Cup. Obviously, the, the Juventus game. I actually think we are at Premiership speed, you know, because the guys that are coming in. I don't think Martinelli's going to have a problem. I don't think Saka's going to have a problem coming in. They've just got their feet up and they're relaxing. So I think the, the periphery of the team, you know, Ben White's back, back in training, all, and I've, all the mental uh, things that come out, he's absolutely fit. He's going for it. Ramsdale's done nothing, you know, and, you know, yeah. God forbid, you know, like, you know, he, he was out there and <clears throat> he didn't get a chance. So so he's done, done very little. Um, so, so he's going to be fit. He's going to be fine coming back. I just, I just think as a, t as a team, so Odegaard looked at, looked right on pace. Like honestly, he was absolutely on pace. Party played well, you know. I mean, Party some of the some of the passing in the first half, Melvin that he did against. Yeah, it's terrific. Yeah, spot on. Jacker looked really good. I, I, I just think right from 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 the peak performance level, we're at the right level. You're absolutely right. Right. As a fan, I'm cacking myself like because it is it's that springboard. And and you know you know they're not gonna they're not gonna ease up on us. You know it's a, it's derby, but we've got a record of beating them at home. We've mm. got a record of beating them at home, and I, I think again the Jesus thing is gonna is gonna play massive. But I just think we're gonna be too much for them. I really do think we're gonna be too much for them. I ain't saying we're gonna win seventeen nil, and it's gonna be like you know we'll be someone to be carrying holding Declan Rice's head aloft as he walks you know walks through. It will be. 
it will be a very tight game. It's probably 2-1. It's going to be that. But the fans, are, you just know that stadium is going to be absolutely buzzing. And those those players will, will feed off it. My only concern, again, is is Eddie on this one. He's got to, he's got to show up. He's got to score the goals. He has, yeah. I mean, it, it, the responsibility for him, certainly these next three games, because, you know, it, the January window isn't open for another week, the two, well, week after the West Ham game. We've got those other two games. I know Newcastle's at the beginning of January, but it's unlikely we'll buy someone and they'll be ready to play in that Newcastle game anyway. So Eddie's got at least three games now, hasn't he? You'd imagine to make his mark for the season. I mean, last season he came in late on and yeah, he got some goals early on, didn't he? And and kept his place. And he needs to do that again if he's got any chance. If we, you know, if we're going to win these games, I agree, we need Eddie to step up and get some goals. And if he does that, it's going to be good for the rest of his season because it's going to put him in, you know, at the front of everybody's mind. And also as well, it's going to give us hopefully the points that we need um, to get us through. I mean, you're saying about the, the crowd being up for it. I mean, Loki's made a good point there. He says, no trains for me on Monday First home Boxing Day game I've missed for years. And Adam as well uh, says, me too, zero trains at mine. That's going to affect the crowd. Where do they it? live? Where do they live? Uh, well, Adam lives in um, in uh, in Hertfordshire, doesn't he? Adam does. He lives in near right. Stevens. I don't know where Loki lives. Because there's trains. There'll be underground trains. Yeah, if you live outside of London, though, you've got to get into London. It's those trains getting into London that's affected, isn't well, it? Well, where I live, they could park around the opposite where I live and go to just up the road there's Oakwood Station underground right if you mm. that's Loki I don't know where you're coming in from Loki Cambridge by the looks of it for Loki where from Cambridge Cambridge yeah Loki said Cambridge, well, Cambridge yeah. you can drive into Enfield I'll show you where to park and you get the underground train which they'd be working wouldn't they yeah yeah, yeah stop, Arsenal station non-stop I mean non don't change the lines or sometimes I've got I can go from Enfield Chase, even when the trains are on strike, they sometimes work because it's like a shuttle service. Takes you in the Highbury as Islington and Finsbury Park. And that's well, 20 if you, minutes. If you can get to Basingstoke, I'm driving. I'll take you. You know what I mean? So if you can, you know, there's ways of means, as they say. But Enfield, uh, if you were... Well, Loki says he uh, used to drive for 11am games on Boxing yeah. Day. But too much aggro these days. Well, yeah, driving is far too much aggro these days in London, certainly. Um, but yeah, I mean, if, if, the, you know, if there's ways to make it work, yeah, I mean, drive to the out just outside London and get the underground, yeah. I know, I mean, I know, uh, I mean, Adam lives in Hertfordshire, yeah, I know he's sort of up, sort of Stevenage way, I think, where Adam lives. So, he, obviously, getting from there into London Drive is probably not that bad, I don't know. Um, I don't know, everyone's got different circumstances, I guess, haven't they? But, um, I mean, yeah, there, there could be minutes. Minutes. I know Stevenage, someone was around. Today, who lives in Stevenage? So, how long does that take it? Did it take you to get here today? So, it's 40 minutes. Yeah, it'd be about that. I would have thought, yeah, I would have thought, I would have thought so, something like that. Yeah, but two and a half hours. Well, yeah, it would, would be for you. You've got a bit further to go, haven't you? Um, but yeah, I mean, hopefully, some people can get there uh, and it will be a decent crowd because that's what you know, it'd be, be yeah. terrible, wouldn't it? The first game back and after the crowd can't get there due to the train strike, that'd be yeah, terrible, I mean, wouldn't it? Yeah, playing in front of a half empty yeah. stadium, it'd be terrible. That, that stadium will be packed, I'm telling you. If you, you look at the way people are moaning about not being able to get tickets and stuff, and rightly so. Um, don't talk to me about away tickets as well. That's really that's my oh, that's, that's a nightmare for people that tell me away tickets. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. yeah try, trying to get those. I'm um, just a quick one, actually. Sorry to to to, to hijack this. 
I want to want to a massive shout out to the um, Dallas Gooners because, um, as you know, we were talking in our chat mm. for the North London derby. I will actually be in Dallas, and I've been invited to the London pub, my friend. So oh. I will try mm. and actually jump on the. Um, I'll jump. I'll try and jump on the um, podcast that we'll be running and see if I can come all the way from Texas. So I wanted to thank all those guys and just the the the, the show of support. I think my liver is going to be in a really bad way when I when we finish <laughs> that. So I think I'll be there for the beginning of the podcast, probably not for the end. And I know Renee's coming over from the um, from from Dallas. He's flying in on on Friday, and so Renee, mate, if you're um, if you make your way in, come find us. You got my uh, you got you got me on Facebook. I'll buy you a pint down at the Emirates uh, when we're there. So thank you to the Dallas Gooners. Sounds good. I mean, yeah, that's, that's going to be that's going to be that's going to be an interesting time, isn't it, for you in Dallas with, with them lot? I would imagine that'd be pretty. For the North London derby as well, that'll be that will be a, a great a great day that I would have thought. Yeah. So yeah. Um, so that's going to be fun, isn't it? But like you said, yeah, I'm sure your liver will take a bit of a bashing, but I'll, t- I'll drink a lot of water. But back to back to the point we're saying. I, I I'm of the opinion that um, the team are actually uh, match fit. They're at they're and they're Premiership fit. Um, the way the way they're they're running around and moving around the, uh, the the pitch on Saturday was was you know nice to see. Um, we just got to be clinical in front of goal. Um, you know we got, because you know you you know they're going to come at us. You just absolutely know they're going to come at us. Um, and statistics wise, interest we talked about Newcastle. I think it's only Newcastle's got a better better defensive record than we have. So all our defenders are, are fit. I think they're equal. I think it's equal, actually. I think we both equal. can see they're the same. Yeah. So, so yeah, they've just scored more goals than us. Um, but so, so look. But the uh, so so the the bottom line is, I think I think actually we're going to win. I do think we're going to go ahead and do it. I think you'll be surprised. Hopefully, um, it doesn't stop the nerves. It doesn't stop me worried. It doesn't stop me that 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 you know the driving in when I get you know the knots in my stomach and I I can't you know. I, it ain't gonna stop. It's gonna be there. So, but I, I just, I just think, I, I think ultimately, you know, statistics show that we'll win. Yeah, statistics certainly do. Adam says uh, he's got a dash. Um, see you later on. Yeah, see you later, Adam. He says oh, no. So yeah, we'll see you later, Adam. Speaks to you uh, and Loki says uh, I will investigate the situation, uh, but the tubes are for the common people. Well, he's got, a, he's got a point, I suppose. <laughs> so, but sometimes you have to mix with the common people, as uh, as Colt once said. So you know, um, you, you have to sometimes do that, um, especially to get to Arsenal because it's right near the uh, right near the tube station. So it's sort of you know kind of handy, really. Um, well, you could just get the obviously when the trains are running, I just normally get off of Finsbury Park and walk from there, which is probably better than going on the underground for that one stop. Um, um, but yeah, so uh, Loki says there, uh, and I may still be pissed. Well, yeah, that's always a possibility, of course. I'm, although it's eight o'clock kickoff, isn't it? So it's a bit later on Boxing Day. It's not like it's the early kickoff like they have been in previous yeah. years. So I suppose you've got time to maybe, you know, get it, you know, just soak it up with your Christmas dinner. That's what you want to do, and then you'll be fine. Um, but yeah, I don't know. We'll have to see what what effect the train strikes have on on the crowd. I, mean, I suppose the fact it's a London derby is probably going to help because obviously West Ham haven't really got to travel. Most of their fans are from London anyway. I know Arsenal's fan base is a lot more, um, you know, international, shall we say? But yeah, I'm, I'm hopefully it will be a, a good crowd because it'd be a shame, wouldn't it? First game back and people can't get there, which would be uh, really disappointing, won't it? But let's hope that is that's not the case. Um, I mean, Melbourne, what what would be your score prediction then for this West Ham game? Two nil. 
2-0, yeah. Well, I mean, 2-0 will do. Let's be honest. We'll take the 2-0. That'll be fine. Um, uh, Steve, what are you thinking then? I'm thinking, I'm thinking 2-1. Tight game. Um, yeah. But ultimately, ultimately, we, we, will, we will win out. Yeah, I'm thinking a tight game as well, actually. I mean, I say if it had been played back after the Wolves game, I'd have thought we'd have gone maybe a 3-0. But now, we really don't really know. And I know you said the players have looked um, ready in, in the friendlies. And yes, they, they have done. But it's a different level of competition, isn't it? Playing a friendly to playing in the Premier League. And I know West Ham are in the same boat because they've not played either. So, um, I don't know. I think it will be a tight Yeah, I mean, a 2-1 kind of sounds like... Um, I'll see what I'm going to do. I'll tell you what I'll do. Melvin mentioned the last game before the COVID lockdown, we played West Ham and we won 1-0. I'm going to go 1-0 again in this one because I do think it is going to be tight and it is going to be difficult. Um, Loki is a little bit more confident than us. He's gone 3-1. Yeah, I mean, 3-1 would be fine. Uh, he says Martinelli masterclass. Well, that'd be nice, wouldn't it? A Martinelli masterclass. Yeah. I mean, he, he'll be he'll be chomping at a bit, won't he, to get back out there, Martinelli, because he didn't get many minutes in the World Cup. He looked pretty good when he did play. So I'm sure he's going to be really ready to fire, isn't he, Martinelli? I'm sure he will. Point um, to prove. Point to yeah, prove. yeah, he has got a point to prove, yeah. So let, let's hope that uh, he takes it out on West Ham, because he, he did. Uh, he had a good game against West Ham last year at the Emirates, didn't he? I seem to remember. Yeah. He scored a great goal and, and played well, so let's hope he can repeat that again, but I think it is going to be a tight, nervy game, actually. I, I think that's what it's going to be, and we're going to have to maybe slog it out a little bit. Um, so yeah, I'll go for a 1-0, and uh, that'll do us three points, and away we go again. Hopefully it'll build up some momentum going into, I say, what's looking like two really tough games after that, actually. I'm, I think those two games are, I'm probably even slightly more concerned about them, actually, because Brighton away over Christmas, we've never done well historically in that game. And I say Newcastle, if they, if they hit the ground running straight away in their two games before we play them, that's going to be a really, really tough game because they are the informed team, well, they were one of the informed teams in the Premier League, weren't they, with us before the break. So, um, yeah, but let's let's just get the West Ham game out of the way first. Let's get the three points on the board. Um, let's maintain our five-point lead at the top. Maybe improve it if Man City decides to drop a few more points. It'd be nice if they want to do that as well. Um, yeah, that'd be nice. But but we'll see. Um, and of course, um, coming up sort of soon after the West Ham game, we have got a transfer minutes. I just want to quickly, just before we finish, maybe we'll go for a few names that we want to see coming in. Or that we think might come in in January. <laughs> I mean, probably want to look at this a little bit more detail, obviously, once, maybe after the Newcastle game when the windows open and things are happening. But, I mean, sort of now, if we're looking at it now, Melvin, who would you like to see us buy? I mean, not necessarily any particular player, but positionally-wise, what would you like to see us strengthen in January, regardless of the injury situation? Well, not regardless. I think we need to get forward, and I think it's got to be a hybrid forward, a bit like Martinelli type forward, who can play either wide or middle. I think that'd be mm. perfect for us. So that when Jesus does come back, then he could then he can put pressure on both in, in a nice way. Saka or Martinelli or Emmelsmith or whoever. So just get you know, if we could actually get that hybrid centre type centre forward, I think that'd be type of forward, I think it'd be fabulous for the club. So yeah, that and if there is someone out there, a midfielder that can actually put us up another notch, take him as well, because we can't keep relying on Jesus, uh, Jesus so Jacker and uh, party for the, for the rest of the season that can't happen <laughs> someone i'd like to get though i can't remember his name but i tell you who he is is a person that we should get and we should loan him out 
we should be allowed to loan him out to every club uh, in the Premiership. Loan him out every week to whatever club or clubs want him. We should be able to loan him out. I'd love to get that person. And that's the referee of the final yesterday. <laughs> if we get referees like that yeah. over here, I think he'd be better for Arsenal. Yeah. And most certainly be better for other clubs as well in our division. So that's who I'd like to sign. He was a good ref, wasn't he, actually? He, he uh, was really good. Yeah. He was a unit as well. Was he big? Was yeah, he a was. big? He, he, big he wasn't intimidated by him, was he? He wasn't intimidated <laughs> for the players, was he, at all? No, he wasn't. No. He, he, he was good, actually. Yeah. He, terrific. He just, absolutely he, terrific. Yeah, he so was. Like, he kind of. all the clubs. It makes you realise how poor our referees are when you yeah, see exactly. referees like that. We are. You know, we know it now. You know it before we know it now. Yeah, he, he he was very good. Yeah, definitely deserved to referee the final, didn't he? And he, he earned that right. Uh, I mean, so, so would you say maybe two players, there, Melvin? Would that be enough? Two, two would be enough. Oh, you're joking. January two, it'd be like Christmas, wouldn't it? <laughs> well, let's hope it is like Christmas. I mean, Steve, what about you? How many players do you think we need? First of all, what sort of numbers, and then which positions? I think I think I think we need three. If I'm honest with you, I think mm. we generally feed forward for sure, hundred um, percent. There's a few, few. There's a few names being bandied around. Um, I think we need uh, so someone like Tielemans in midfield, um, and as as a backup to Partey and um, Xhaka. And the reason mm. being is he has got Premiership experience. There's no bedding in. He just runs in. He knows what he's doing. He's paid all, all of those. I think as a squad player, absolutely brilliant because Mohamed El Nenny. Love him to bits, um, just just not not the level that we need. So yeah. so I, I think I think we need we need that. I also think maybe time for Cedric to go because there's talks of Fulham coming in for him as well. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and, and and a fast young right, you know, someone out on the right as well. Because ultimately, having Ben White has that capability to move across all the back. We could do you know central defence right. You've got Tierney, you've got um, you know Tommy Asher, you've got a few others. So, so I, I think um, I think we need three players. If I, I'm genuinely honest with you, to be able to rotate in and out of that defence, I think the, obviously they're talking about the um, Ukrainian that Ukrainian kid who looks absolutely devastating and just what we need. Now, I, I think as Melvin says, the right pressure on the likes of Saka and the right pressure on the likes of Martinelli. Or if we flip that round, actually just giving those guys a respite giving them time mm. to put their feet up and relax, you know, in the other games, you can bring in that quality. Um, you know, we've got five, you've got five subs that you can bring in. So for me, priority has got to be um, a striker of some sort, um, you know, mobile, agile, big, powerful. That's what I would really like. Not going to happen. Um, winger, you know, some sort of winger that, that, that can kind of drift in and out and do right or left. And then uh, a holding midfielder, someone like, let's say, Tielemans for me, absolutely fits the bill. Get him cheap anyway. Uh, wants to come to Arsenal. I just, I just think it'd be, it'd be a nice one to have. As I say, it, he's the next step from uh, from from uh, Mohamed El Nenny, and I think he he would understand his position within the team, and he's got Premiership experience, you know. Yeah, I mean, I, I think that's quite crucial because um, because of the, the position that we're in, and certainly when it comes to the, the forward parts of the team with Jesus being injured. We do need somebody who can come straight in. It isn't going to take three or four months to adapt to the Premier League because it's a waste of time now. Yes, they might be good for next season. That's great. But for now, if we yeah. are going to buy that that player, it's going to take a while to settle in. Get them as well. But we need someone now who can come straight in, do a job straight away. And they have to because um, otherwise we are just going to be relying on Eddie for 
potentially yeah. 10, 12 games. And that, I don't, that doesn't fill me with great confidence to no. that we maintain our position that we want to be in, if that's the case. So, uh, I mean, Loki's made a good point there. He says the French number 12, uh, Colo, whatever his name was yesterday, he came on. He said he looked good, changed the game. Yeah, he did. He, he had a decent World Cup. He scored, didn't he, in the semi-final. He should have scored the winner, shouldn't he? He was the one that missed that yeah. chance at the end. Well, he didn't miss it. It was a good save at, right at the end. Oh, no, um, you can't buy him. He's finished. His career's finished. If think of that save, that's ruined his career. He'll have the jitters now every time he goes near a goal. You can't buy it. Yeah, well, he might do. Yeah, that, he might, that's a... Is it Gordon Smith of Brighton who missed that goal in the FA Cup final against Man United? Yeah, that, yeah he never, never the same. No, he wasn't. He wasn't. I mean, this this is a young lad, so maybe he'll be fine, but he did so look good. I must admit. He goes to bigger and better things because, oh yeah. my God. He did play well when he came on a pop and that missed. He did. He did well. well, to be fair, it wasn't really a miss. It was a good save because he's done everything. Yeah, he maybe lacked a little bit of composure maybe to... But he, he hit it hard. He was on target. It was. It would have been a goal. It was a decent save. But yeah, it was a shame. Yeah, no, it was. It was a shame. But yeah, he did look a good player, actually. I mean, and he seemed like a sort of player that could fit the way that we play as well. Yeah. So, you know, he's got a little bit of physicality. He looks a, a sort of slightest build, but he was certainly getting stuck in, wasn't he? He was, you know... He was a very good player, actually. I, I don't even know he played. Improvement to what they had the French when he came on, big improvement. Yeah, he was. He was. He was really, really good. And I say he, he, he did well in the semi-final, came on and scored. So um, he would be good. I mean, I, I actually do like uh, Cody Gakpo. I think he would be a good fit for us in that sort of. He's that sort of hybrid forward that you was mentioning, Melbourne. He can play through the middle. He can play wide, and he's a good player. He's he's fast. He, he's got a good delivery. He's got. He's another one with good left foot. He seems to be left-footed players seem to. We seem to go after left wing players, don't we? Um, but he's good. Um, so yeah, it'd be yeah, I think three players is what is what we need. Yeah, three three players that can come in in January and hit and hit the ground running straight away. And if we're gonna buy some more players to fill the squad as well, great. But I can't see us buying six or seven players. But we certainly I think we need three players to come into the squad now to get us not, not uh, this would have been regardless of whether Jesus was fit or not for me. We we needed to buy another striker anyway. I, I was cool. yeah. And I think I agree. We need a we need a wide player as well because you know we can't keep playing Saka and Martinelli every single game. We just can't keep doing it because it's gonna it's gonna end up costing us eventually. And yeah, a midfield player. I think we need cover there. There's no doubt about that. Maybe even in defence, you look at you look at the defence. You know, when you've got Holding as your backup player, to me, he's not quite good enough. We need an upgrade on Holding realistically in the squad. And yeah, but we're not going to buy five players, are we? In January, let's be honest, not five top players. So um, yeah, I think a forward is is the priority now, without a doubt. And I say I think a, a wide player as well would be really useful. But but we'll see. The important thing is that we do something. We don't. We can't have another January like last year, can we? Because in the position that we're in, that would be suicidal, wouldn't it? If we end up by nobody and we end up with the same with this squad of players for the rest of the season, when it's we've been, you know, we've been um, not enough depth in, in numbers already in the yeah. first half of the season. You know, I mean, we can't go through the rest of the season when there's more games to play, more important games, bigger games, more riding on them as well with this squad. We've got to do something, haven't we? I mean, do you honestly, do you honestly think we will we will buy somebody, Mel, at least one player or two in the, in the window? Or do you think we might be scratching it again until the 1st of February thinking what is going on? I think the latter. I really do. Yeah. I honestly do, yeah. Honestly, do I think? Uh, uh, yeah, no, don't say that. I'm sorry, I don't think so. I hope I'm wrong. I just think that. Oh dear, 
I hope they've learned their lessons. I hope they've learned their lessons. Perhaps they will buy one or two. Perhaps they will. Perhaps they will. But... I think we'll get two. I genuinely, I genuinely believe we'll get two. Don't be down, boys. Yeah, I hope you're right, Steve. If you're right, fantastic. Yeah, and I hope I hope we get them early on in January as well. Not wait till the thirty first at midnight like we normally do. Get them in early. Get them in third, fourth, fifth of January, so they've got you know we can actually ingrain them into the training, get them into the team, so they're playing games in January. That's what we need. It's no good waiting around and trying to do a deal on the last day. Let's get them in early. That's what I want us to do. You know, we did it in the summer, didn't we? We got we got the we got the signings in most of them in pretty early, so it was it was pretty good. So let's let's do that again now. Let's get them in. You know, first of January, bang on the, on the day. You know, midnight and the first of January. Let's get some bodies through the door. You know, don't wait. I'll go and pick them up from wherever they are. I'll drag them down. Don't worry about yeah, that. Yeah, we'll just pick them up from the airport. You know, that'll do. Wherever they are, get, get Gatwick or wherever it is. That's near you. Mate. Gatwick's not far, is it? I could get Gatwick. No problem. Still get a Heathrow. Easy, whatever. Whatever yeah, it is, go and pick them up. up. Drop them yeah, down. But you have to make sure you stay off the drink New Year's Eve though, because if you've got to get there New Year's Day morning, you know, you're gonna to have to be. I'll pay for his Uber then. Screw that. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, I, thought, I thought you might change your mind when that was uh, when you had to worry about that. Um, but anyway, the good the good thing is, regardless of anything else, it's good that we can finally be talking about Arsenal again and yes. looking forward to games again because that's what we haven't done for the last few weeks. It's been seems to have dragged on for ages this World Cup, but luckily it's all over now. Everything's ready to go. We're all excited for the big restart. On, I mean, I remember when when we had the lockdown, as Melvin mentioned that before. When we had the lockdown, I remember how excited we were to restart, and then we lost three 0 to Man City, and suddenly it was like, actually, why do we even bother? this time. <laughs> Hopefully, this time we can be excited for the restart. We can really enjoy it. Um, I'm sure we will. It's going to be. There's so much to look forward to the rest of this season, isn't there? You know, we're in well, such a, yeah, we're in such a good position. We're still in the Europa League. The FA Cup starting. Um, a, a rather interesting first round, well, third round match, first round for us. That's going to be quite fun as well. Um, so, yeah, there's lots to look forward to. And the main thing is, I say we're back looking forward and talking about Arsenal, which is what we, uh, which is what we've missed, haven't we? Let's be honest. You know, we've looked at well, the world. We're born for. We're born for that. Yeah, of course we are. The World Cup's all right. You know, it was all right. It had good and bad bits to it, you know. But ultimately, it's the middle of winter and we need to be thinking about Arsenal because that's what we should be doing. So, um, so yeah, it's good to finally be back um, with the show and back again doing regular things. And I say looking forward to the games and hopefully we can kick on where we left off and carry on. And that'd be great. And then we'll be, we'll all be delighted if we, if we do that, won't we? So um, it's been good to have, it's going to be good to get you guys back as well anyway, because it, it's been a long time since we've, uh, since we've all got together. So it's been fun. Melvin, have you enjoyed the show? Yeah, really good. Good to be back. Hello, that's wrong record, isn't it? No, yeah, really good. Thanks a lot. And I'll... <laughs> Don't go down that road. We, we, we've had Steve already going down the wrong road already today. Let's let's go, yeah, please. <laughs> All right, thank you. Luckily, it's not live this show. We'll edit all them bits out, don't worry. Yeah. <laughs> all right, no, thanks a lot, Richard. Great to see you again, Steve. Are you going? You're going, Boxer Down, Mike. Go. Say hello to you, Mike. Come over and say hello. Is that all let's, right? have, let's have a pint, mate. Come on, let's yeah, celebrate, right, we'll let's celebrate the uh, impending win and the new year and all that's going to kind of come along. And uh, yeah, it's just lovely to be back. It's lovely to be back in North London. It's lovely to be back following our team. And it's lovely to be just chatting with some like-minded individuals, you know, that, that, and, and that's the most important, I think, more than anything. 
Exactly. Yeah, it is. It's great to, to be back. And I say now it's going to be, you know, we'll be back regularly now, week after week, looking forward to games, looking back on the games and getting excited and getting frustrated, no doubt, and getting upset and getting all kinds of stuff going on. But that's what that's the life of a football fan, isn't it? You know, it's, that's what it's that's why we do it. You know, if it was if it was all the same every week, there'd be no point with it. It'd be boring, wouldn't it? You know, we we like to have the ups and downs, and we like to, you know, um, look forward to it all. So that's what it's about. So that's what we'll be doing. So yeah, it's been great to be back. I've enjoyed the show, and we'll be looking forward to, I say, the the return of football. Are you back on Thursday, Steve? Are you and Adam? Uh, not sure Adam's doing. I will do my absolute best because I will be back from sunny Derby. I hope. Um, so yeah, and then we have got honestly. I've got some absolute blinders. We've got some absolute blinders for the social extra. So yeah, sorry, the extra. Um, so yeah, hopefully, hopefully we'll be back. Be back depending on um, what our granddad's doing then. Um, you know, on Thursday, but I'm, I'm definitely around, and uh, hopefully we can have uh, yeah have a, have a bit of fun at the World Cup tweets that we've been seeing. Yes, yeah, so that'll be good. Look forward to that. Hopefully, I say we'll um, we'll confirm that uh, maybe over the next day or so. Hopefully, that'll be on Thursday because that'll be good. Um, I don't forget Wednesday. I'll be back with the women playing their last game of 2022 Champions League away in Zurich. Uh, a win would win the group, which makes it a nice, easy, an easier draw. Not that it's going to be easy, but an easier draw if you win the group. So um, that's on Wednesday. That's the early kickoff. It's quarter to six kickoff. So I'll be live at half past five for uh, that game, FC Zurich against Arsenal women. Um, hopefully we'll see Steve and Adam on Thursday um, and uh, then Friday I'll be back with the Women's Weekly Show we're doing a review of 2022 because the games will all be finished um, so that'll be on Friday at half past seven so join us for that and then of course the next show after that will be Boxing Day it will be after Christmas it will be the first game back in the Premier League Arsenal versus West Ham eight o'clock kickoff that isn't it, in the evening so we do look forward to that really that's going to be a great occasion a big game a nervy game I'm sure but it's going to be a good game and let's hope our score predictions are right and we win the game. Whatever the score is, as long as we win, we'll all be happy um, and we can go on from there. So, yeah, still still some great stuff coming up before Christmas on the channel. So please um, stay with us and subscribe to the channel if you enjoy it and give us a like as well. Um, I say I'll be back Wednesday um, with the uh, women's game. And then, of course, um, I say hopefully we'll see Stephen Adam Thursday because we, we've missed their show. It's not been on much lately due to various different things and, you know, busy time of year for everybody. But hopefully I'll be back Thursday because that's a good show as well. And, uh, of course, Melvin's back. Not not uh, this week. It's next week, isn't it? Next Yeah, Wednesday week. Yeah, for the uh, latest oh, yeah. show with, uh, with a special guest joining you, actually, isn't it? Very special guest. So a lot of time to get him. It'd be, it'd be a bit of a shock, I know. long time to get him. It's, I've been building up to this. Yeah, it's going, be, it's going to be a good one, I'm sure. We'll, we'll look forward to that. Um, but I say, we've got the Boxing Day game to come before that as well. So it's all, all good stuff coming out. It's good. It's, football's back. Proper football's back. None of this fancy World Cup nonsense. Yeah. No, 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 no. Proper football is back um, in a week's time. Wow. This time next week, we'll either be happy or we'll be crying into our Christmas jumper. But hopefully, we'll be happy. <laughs> <laughs> we're going to be over the moon. You wait and see, mate. The vlog Let's is going to be amazing. I'm going to send you. No, I hope, I hope it will be. And we've got a Gunner1985 in the chat says, up the Arsenal, indeed, up the Arsenal. And let's hope it is going to be a good Christmas for everyone. I say we'll be back, obviously, before Christmas anyway. Um, but if we don't see you before, then obviously have a good Christmas. And obviously, we'll see you Boxing Day, no doubt. Thank you very much to Melvin, as always, for joining us tonight. And to Steve, of course, good to have you guys back. And hopefully, it'll be... Uh, um, a re regular thing again going into the new year and Adam will be back as well soon as well hopefully Neil as well who's uh, been a bit busy recently but I'm sure Neil will be back as well 
um, in January. So thanks for watching, everyone. Um, stay tuned for all the great shows we've got coming up, and we will see you very soon. In the meantime, as always, come on, you guys. New London! <laughs> Got to get it in at the end there. You can't, we can't finish without, without a good Steve North London, can we? It's, it's what it's about. See you now, guys. Take it easy. Real Martinelli. It's now with Granit Xhaka. Is it going to be the third goal? It is the third goal. Granit Xhaka with it. That's easy.